Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Yeah, yeah, I know the episode's late, so sue me. What you gonna do? It's Sunday, I'm late, but nonetheless, we're bringing that content today. We're gonna talk about what Bulls player tanked their value the worst this offseason as far as trying to, if the Bulls did try to trade them this offseason, and we're gonna dive into the mailbag as we do each and every Sunday. We're gonna get into all that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. All right, Bulls fans, welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related, and we're going to jump right into it today. So I wanted to ask the question, who tanked their value the worst? Now, we still are going into our player evaluations, and both these players really still I still have left to evaluate their season, but when you look at Javante Green and Ayo DeSumo, I really don't think any other Bulls players on this roster tanked their value worse this season with their play. Now, Javante was injured, right? Missing, I think, about 50-something games, if not a little bit more than that this season. And then you look at Ayo DeSumo, who came in and had, had the perfect situation to up his value, to probably get a great contract. But Ayo DeSumo's season left much to be desired from Bulls fans and hopefully, more importantly, from himself. Now, the reason why I'm talking about how they hurt their trade values, because if you look at it, right? If the Bulls did, and you know, there's, coming into the season, there was always that mindset of, is it going to be Kobe? Is it going to be Io? But the fact of the matter was this, is that if a team did want to go out and get Io DeSumo, if Io played a really good season and Kobe White still had a good season and the Bulls were just like, we have to decide between one of these guys, the Bulls could have facilitated a signing trade. Now, it's very possible that they could still do that, right? There could be a team, as much as Io DeSumo's value is low, that comes in and says, hey, we saw the flashes of Io last season. We think we have a better coach. We think we have a de- better, better development plan. We're going to go after Io DeSumo. We're going to bring him into this roster, and we're going to trust that we're going to get more out of him than even what he was his first season. And they may need the Chicago Bulls to facilitate that. Now, when you look out in the, in the, the free agent market this season, there are not a lot of teams with money. It's just not. And see, look, I even turned off my lights. I'm late, turned, didn't have the lights on. But there aren't a lot of teams that have a whole lot of cap space, and they could be looking at that to say, Hey, can we pry? Can we get Io DeSumo from the Chicago Bulls? We don't want to risk them matching. All right, let's throw in a second, right? Let's throw in a, 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 a heavily top 20 protected first, right? Now, one could say, hey, you crazy, Hayes, if you think that, the, that, the, that somebody's going to offer that for Io, and I'm not saying that you're wrong, but you just never know when it's a player this young, right? And we've learned here in Chicago as well is that when you have a player this young, yes, he had one bad season, right? A terrible season. I do not want to undercut it at all just how bad Io DeSumo's season was because it was bad, right? But that does not mean that even the Bulls, right, internally, I'm not necessarily saying this to say that the Bulls aren't going to retain Io DeSumo because they very well possibly could, right? They still could. They could look at it, it realistically and say, hey, listen, now we can re-sign him for maybe maybe extremely cheap, right, per the market value, or especially what his value was expected it to be going into this, free agent, this restricted free agency. But if a team does, See Io and says, hey, we think we can get some promise out of this guy. We ain't fighting for nothing anyway. Let's go ahead and try to bring in Io. You never know, right? We've seen campaign go away and come back. Now, even Chris Dunn, right? That Yes, those are players that had to leave the league and then work their way back. 
and I don't want to see that for Io, and I don't think we'll see that at all for Io. I still think there's a high chance that the Chicago Bulls do retain Io DeSumo, but so, you know, and that could hurt the Bulls too. When you look at the Bulls and where they're at, and the fact that we are hard off for money right now, we, we, we are so close to the luxury tax if we re-sign Kobe, if we re-sign Vooch, just those two players are going to almost push the Bulls into that luxury tax area and not leave much room for that. So, you know, when when you have players that you could go out and get signed in trades for, um, it helps you get some value back for players that you are more than likely going to lose lose anyway, a la Laurie Market. And the Bulls are going to lose Laurie anyway. And so because of that, they they the fact that they got anything back, they did get Javante Green back, they got Daniel Tice back, they got um also Troy Brown Jr. who didn't turn out to anything for us, but p- been playing pretty damn good for the Lakers. But now when you have players that that him and Javante who I thought at one point that Javante was going to get a deal. As an energy guy, as a defender guy, he missed 50 games this season. So you have to ask your question, too, how bad did that hurt his value out there? Now, I do not think both these guys are going to come back. I think when you look at DJJ, he's already said he's going to accept his option. When you look at that, we need to uh, add some size. I think the writing on the, ro- the writing on the wall is there for Javante, but could they still get a, get a sign of trade? I think both these players, though, extremely hurt. Their, tra- their value, not just trade value, but their value out on the market. And because of that, you got to wait and see how that ends up impacting the Bulls. Had both these guys played the season that we thought that we were going to have from them coming into the season, even if a team o- offered Iowa a deal that the Bulls just could not match, you had the chance of maybe working in a sign and trade. Now, I just, I, I wonder if that's still going to be the case. Again, it's pie in the sky type thing for me. I'm, I'm all the way down at Z. We're still at step A. We don't even know what, what the Bulls offseason plans are going to look like. But so that's kind of my thoughts there. Let me know down below. Who do you think hurt their trade value worse this season? Javante or Iowa DeSumo? All right, let's go ahead and get into the voicemails for today. This first one, this one's from Shay. Yo, yo, what's up, Hayes? This is Shay. You know, I was thinking, and I heard this when Big Dave and those other guys said it. And I'd rather left you a message about this before, but I think we should give four of them back they pick. And, you know, maybe we get some of their depth that they have over there. Maybe bring Drew Eubanks over here along with Cam Reddish. That could solve our backup power forward problem and some of our shooting problems. And maybe our center problem because Eubanks can also stretch the floor. He can block shots. And he can play back on five and I think he's about 6'10 or 6'11. Anyway, man, tell me what you think. Peace. All right, now Shay talks about bring. So there's a couple of different things with this Portland pick. I actually talked about it here, I think, on the episode before last, Shay, but I'll talk about it again for you. You're big, one of the biggest supporters here. Is that there's a couple of things going around, right? The Bulls, ha- the, the, the protection on that Portland pick is so heavy that it could, it, it, it limits their ability to really include first round picks if they even were to try to get bring in another superstar to pair with Dame Lillard. So there's a couple of different permutations that could happen there. Yes, the Bulls could call them up and say, hey, we'll remove those protections. We don't even need the pick if you give us a player back. But what I think is more than likely and probably would be the better scenario is the New York Knicks pick. If they said, hey, let us get that pick outright. We don't have a pick this year's draft. We want a pick in this year's draft. Let us get that pick. You have your own pick that's going to be in the lottery. We will remove all protections. You have all your own picks going forward. That is, I think, the most likely scenario. And why, and why that does help the Bulls out some um, is that it just that it gives the Bulls a pick in where they may not have one. And then I would say this. I would like to see the Bulls go after that pick, even if they do end up, if we do end up getting lucky and falling in the top four. Right now, that New York Knicks pick is slated to be the 23rd overall pick in the draft. Is it a great pick? No. Is it an amazing pick? Hell no. But it's better than us ha- not having anything. And as we've seen with AK, he is very comfortable drafting in those late rounds of the f- late, late 
uh, picks in the first round. So that's a possibility to happen, right? There's also a possibility that they could convince the Portland Trailblazers to say, hey, next year, whether you make the playoffs or not, we'll remove those protections if you just give us next year's pick outright, right? If you just say, hey, give us, give us the 2024 draft pick, wherever it falls, you have the rest of your picks to use that for going forward. So there's a couple of different routes that it could go. The Bulls can't just outright give the pick back. They have to get something back. It has to be like a trade in of itself. And it's kind of easier when you're just operating with draft picks because you don't have to match salaries. Now, the Bulls could absolutely try to get a Cam Reddish or something back. But then again, I'm not looking at those players moving the needle considerably for the Bulls. And keep in mind, even if they were to send Portland's pick back, we still would then have to send out salary to still match that salary, Shay. So I'm kind of thinking that it may be more the latter, where it's they just use draft picks so they don't have to move any salaries, worry about matching that. But I could be wrong. Let me know what you think on that down below. All right, let's get into this next voicemail. This one's from Steph, who, Steph, by the way, you got cut off. There is a three-minute limitation on the voicemail. So when you guys get long-winded, try to keep that three-minute in mind. But let's go ahead and play that Steph voicemail now. Yo, what's going on? This is Steph from the far south suburb of Illinois. And I've been a fan of your podcast and your, your videos for a while now. But to kind of piggyback on what you had out there as far as your previous video as far as the potential free agents that the Bulls might consider look I'm to the point now where I'm just ready for the Bulls to make some type of move during this offseason um, it's obvious that we're lacking certain pieces at certain positions that could get us to maybe deep in the playoffs or a potential finals um appearance and i'm at a loss of words to say what it is necessary that the bulls need to do in order to get over that hump so to speak but i'm i know me personally i would definitely like to see one piece of that puzzle be moved as Vucevic. now with demar and zach levine i don't know what direction the bulls are going to go with with them Alonzo Ball, great player, but for whatever reason, his health has been a question. He hasn't played a full season with the Bulls in the last, what, two years. So I'm pretty sure they're going to try to move him and do what they need to do with his contract situation. But I really can't say because, I, you know, I'm an avid Bulls fan, but, you know, you get tired of being to the point where you – you see the expectations or you get excited about the expectations of a, of, of a season and then only to be, have your hopes and your, your, and your, and your, and your feelings down because, you know, man, they started off great the first half of the season. Now they're like, um, they done dropped down to the bottom half. And the same thing with the Bears, you know, we, you get geeked up and excited about them as far as this season and then it's just some reason they find reasons that let you down, let you down. But, I just don't know what the answer could be for the Bulls. Uh, we definitely need to obtain certain parts of this puzzle in order to to get to that that glory days again, you know. And I don't know what it's gonna take or or what players we have to bring in to to do that, but it's something that we need to do. And I think a lot of the players that we target that we're interested in that could be a good fit for the Bulls for whatever reason because of how management and 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 and, and, and the owners have treated 
All right, a couple of things here. How do the Bulls get over the hurdle, bro? That is a that is what they pay AK and Eversley for, bro. Because I tell you what, right now, I can come up with a bunch of trades and shout out to you guys. Experience the thrill of March Madness. If you're still out on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter the bracket contest for a chance to take home prizes up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, my bookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim the code Bull Central, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about my bookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code Bull Central to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Who come up with the 2K trades in the comment section every single day that have the Bulls getting Jeremy Grant and Jacopoto and Jesus all in like for Alice Caruso and, and De- De- DeMar DeRozan? Like, shout out to y'all for having that much time. It is, a lot of that shit ain't realistic though, but nonetheless, I love you guys for it anyway. But it's up to AK and Eversley. They have to find a way to meaningfully improve this team or not. And here's the thing that I say that in is that the Bulls may very well be motivated next season to allow this team, like, to, to, to bring most of it back, and I've said this before, like there's a high probability they bring most of it back, and then if they do struggle next season, then maybe at the trade deadline you move tomorrow. Maybe then at the trade deadline you start selling off pieces because guess what? The Bulls do own their own first-round pick outright next season. So we could very well see season, and DeMar DeRozan's contract also comes off the books next season. Lonzo Ball gets closer to that too. So we could very well see a scenario in which the Bulls do run it back and maybe even stay bad or maybe even put Patrick Williams, Kobe White in a, in a position to where they, let's see how, let's force the development. And if they don't develop, we're going to have a lottery pick. We're going to have a top five pick potentially, and we'll own it outright because we don't have any, that pick is not owed to anyone. So they're, they're, I want to prepare everyone for that is a likely scenario. We could be in store for another long ass season as Bulls fans that maybe even culminates in having a top two, three pick. We'll see, man. Now, as far as the second third of it, move Vooch. Um, you know, I, I disagree with that. You guys know I'm a Vooch guy here. I would love to see Vooch stay on this team. Now, I will say this, even with me, my how much I appreciate Vooch as a player for what he does do well, here's what I'll say also is that if the, if the plan is to just let your pick fall wherever it may, you may let Vooch walk. I mean, I'm not saying that that's a likely um, scenario, but hey, I, I, I don't think Moving Vooch is highly unlikely, right? Unless a team, and I, I even said this, right, is that with the lack of free agent money potentially available this offseason, it's probably still a high probability that Vooch is going to be back just because we'll see what he can go out and get. But if a team does want Vooch, the Bulls may be in a, in a situation that they can really do uh, force a sign to trade just because there is not a lot of money out there on free agency this year. There are not a lot of teams that are going to be projected to be in a, in a much better position. There's definitely teams that are going to be a better better position than the Bulls, but not marketably better to where Vooch may walk if his goal is to try to win a title. So if a team that is closer wants to go after Vooch, they can do so with the signing trade. And maybe the Bulls, much like they did with Laurie Marketing, can get some pieces back that end up do being pieces that matter to us 
and we'll see what we can get in that. So let me know what you guys think on that one uh, as well. But um, and then next, what up with, with that is uh, oh, moving Vucci is unlikely, and so moving Lonzo is also unlikely. That's probably not going to be something that comes either. The Lonzo Ball thing, it's going to be hard. Like unless they unless they use one of the exceptions, and it, it, that's even becoming more unlikely. It doesn't seem like it's it's going to be the case for the Bulls. But, hey, we'll, we'll end up seeing, man. Thanks, Steph, for leaving that voicemail. Oh, you guys can let me know what you think on that one down below. Last voicemail for today. This one's from Ricky Carroll. Everyone's favorite drunk uncle, Ricky Carroll. What up, Hayes? This is Ricky Carroll. I'm going to sit here and watch you guys broadcast. I'm going to start off with Billy from the beginning, okay? You and I had this talk back in November and December, and I was telling you about Billy. And I was telling you about your boy, AK. And I was telling you about Patrick. I was telling you about the time that Zach and uh, DeMar was having words, man. When they came together, and you seen them on TV talking to each other, they played a lot better. Billy is the problem. We lost 15, 16 games because of Billy. We lost what? We used to get about four or five games kicking from us on the damn officials. Okay? We got games that we lost. With one second, with five seconds, with point five seconds, we got a game where before then where we got God sticking centers and stuff, okay? Hey, all we need is a coach to get on Vooch. I love Vooch when it comes to offense. His defense sucks. He don't help out. He let, he let God, I mean, even the guards should stay in front of him, but he, when they get past him, they done. And man, I don't know, I hear y'all be talking, but you know, they ain't a team in the NBA who don't go to the basket on boots. Patrick Williams, he got that Tony, Tony Snell syndrome. We need a coach to bring that out. I first told you about Kobe. Kobe didn't have no season, okay? That he was going to be better when everybody was against him. My point is, brother, I see all these shows, they would not say better. They would say everything that a coach could do to lose a game, but they would not put the blame on Billy. And now the broadcast, that's different. Different broadcast, but when nobody on on the on ESPN or some of them other stations, they'd be on there, on TNT, even with Charles and them, they would not say Billy's the, is the blame. All them situations come up, but not about them and about Billy. I told you about Billy. I told you that you would feel this way because I've been following for a long time. My father was in Oklahoma, okay? I followed him in college. Man, Billy is just... It's his way or no way, and he don't give a damn if he lose, okay, as long as you do it his way. So um, I hope to get a chance to talk to you one day, brother, about this, or if I don't, yeah, peace be with you. Until then, peace. Billy Donovan is the problem. Like I'm I'm going to skip past the – because the, with the DeMar and, and, and Zach don't like each other, that's been proven wrong. Yes, there's some fit concerns, but they like each other. They enjoy each other. All the other stuff. Ricky, you got to stop. Stop drinking Mad Dog 2020, bro. Like – yeah, get, let's let's graduate. Get you some bourbon, bro. Get you some Woodford Reserve, man. Um, that's what I need you to do, bro. Like, get some Johnny Walker Black in that mug or blue. You know, get get some get some of that real alcohol up in you, right? But no, nah, I'm just messing with Ricky. That's my guy. But as far as Billy Donovan being the main problem, here's what I'll say. I think a lot of Bulls fans agree with you. I think I do think that there is a coach that can get the most out of this roster. There is a coach that can get more out of Vooch. There is a coach that would have been better developing Patrick Williams. There is that. But this is the coach that we're with. Right or wrong, right? We don't have to agree. We don't agree with it. As a fan base, I do think most people are against Billy Donovan staying on as head coach. There are some, and that's fine, too. But Billy's issues with rotations, the adjustments, the lack of development, the lack of going to players in in the best spots for them that they've proven, even within games to not go back to them in second halves, all that's evident. 
I'm not Billy again. The, P- Billy Donovan is not the only problem, and I think as things go along, though, he may be becoming one of the bigger problems on this team. But unfortunately, Billy Donovan is going to be here for at least another two years, guys. M- probably more likely a, a, another three, unless the Bulls go 0 and 82. Right, as long as there's a little bit of promise there, I just don't see the Bulls moving off of him. Unfortunately, and that's not to say that I don't want them to. I'm just trying to be realistic in how I view it. But yes, Billy Donovan is a big problem with where the Bulls currently sit at. But you know, it is what it is, man. And and here's what I'll say with that. Regardless, yes, Billy has his issues. And I know Wynton Mahorn's about to get to typing in here. He's about to say hallelujah because he feels you, Ricky Carroll. But this is what I'll say too. You still, no matter who your head coach is, you have a duty as a front office to put the best roster you can possibly go out there and get and put give the coach all the tools possible. And I could say this. They honestly haven't. They still gave Billy Donovan a roster that was kind of imbalanced. Now, Billy Donovan didn't use the size that they did go out and get in Andre Drummond officially and effectively all season. So that, again, points to a problem with head coach Billy Donovan. But you can still improve this team. Uh, you know, Wynton Mahorn is my guy. He's the biggest supporter. I think he was subscriber number two on the channel. Um, and he hates Billy Donovan. And every time I see him type and it's like, Bro, I feel your pain. It's not that I don't feel the pain. The Billy Donovan pain throughout Bulls Nation is real. But I think some Bulls fans are just coming to the realization that they bet on this guy. They hitched their wagon to Billy Donovan. He's not going anywhere anytime soon, unfortunately. All right, let's get into this last mailbag. This one's not a voicemail. This is a comment left by Edward Herring. Let me know if I mispronounced your last name there, brother, but thank you so much for leaving this. He says this. The potential Alonzo Ball disabled player exception has some limitations. You can only trade for a player in the final year of his contract. That's actually wrong. If you're doing a trade, the player has to be in the, in the final year of their contract. But you can sign a player, any player outright that's a free agent also with that exception. So that is that. You can sign any player that is a free agent with that deal. Now, if you're trading for a player, they only have to have one year left on their contract when you're trading for them. Let me just add some clarity there. But he also says this. I will use it to trade for Orlando Magic guard Cole Anthony. I think he's on the verge of figuring it out and becoming a player in the in the association. He came off the bench because the Magic are invested in Jalen Suggs and Markel Fultz, but Anthony is a starter. He's a three-level scorer, explosive, a good uh, rebounder for his size, has improved his playmaking, and can make three points. Uh, uh, three-point shots. Bulls are limited in what they can do, but Anthony adds more talent in the backcourt, and you can get him locked in for a team-friendly price. Here's what I'm going to say. I'm not a Cole Anthony guy. I'm not a Cole Anthony guy. I, I honestly think of all the young guards they have there, Cole Anthony is the one that I would not want to bet on. On top of that, that man's hairline is absolutely trash, and I would flame him every time he misses a shot, and that is not fair to him to set him up for Petty Roosevelt to be on that man's head every single day now is Cole Anthony an improvement absolutely over some of the things we have here you look at what Cole Anthony did last season 13 points per game five rebounds based per game 3.9 assists on 45 percent shooting his three-point shot 36 percent taking three three-pointers a game I'll say this I'm not I'm not high on on Cole Anthony's ceiling but I can recognize what he is as a player now and you're bringing in a guard that's 6'3 185 pounds that's only in he only just played three years in the league uh, he's 22 years old and so yeah, for example, if the Bulls were to lose and let Io DeSumo walk, and we already know Pat Bev is probably not coming back, and you replace that with using the disabled player exception to go after Cole Anthony, I'm not. You're trying something there, and if it doesn't work out, he's in the last year of his deal. You got you got cap space back, right? And I think that's important. That's a great kind of forward thought, and I don't even know if you plan this out, Edward, but it's great because of this. If you do trade for Cole Anthony and he does not work out for you, you then maintain that cap space that you used in that disabled player exception you then push that off to next season right you let him go demar becomes a free agent you have now basically kicked that can and so 
it's it's definitely a possibility there. And then, so, um, again, Cole, you could do a lot worse than Cole Anthony. I'm just not the highest on Cole Anthony, but I can understand the mindset there. Bulls fans, let me know what you guys think down below. Do you think that if the Bulls do file for a disabled player exception for Lonzo Ball, could Cole Anthony be a target there? Let me know what you guys think. But that is it for today's episode, albeit late, of Chicago Bulls Central. Make sure you're following the show at Bulls Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, bullscentralpod at gmail.com. And lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail, number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related because of you guys. And like I liked in every episode on, go Bulls. Love you guys. See you right if you can, y'all. Peace. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.